So this week's Torah portion Shoftim, this week's Torah portion Shoftim focuses on the themes of judgment and justice. Shoftim, a Shofet, is a judge, a magistrate. And this entire section of Deuteronomy establishes a fairly sophisticated judicial system, a hierarchy of hypothetically unbiased, incorruptible public officials who work with the king, priests, and prophets to mete out justice. It also develops a legal code for these judges to enforce. Some examples from this portion are that there have to be two kosher eyewitnesses to a crime in order to convict someone of a homicide. Yeah, it's a good question. What does it mean they're kosher? They have to be over 13, and they have to be of right mind and body, right? Like it's like in Matlock. They have to have been able to see to the back of the courtroom, right, to say that they actually saw the homicide happen. So you have to have two kosher witnesses to convict someone of homicide, and intent matters. In other words, killing someone on accident, the example they give is accidentally dropping a brick when you're building a house and hitting someone on the head, manslaughter, as we would call it today, does not deserve the same punishment as homicide, right? You don't get the same punishment if you didn't mean to do it. And the last example it gives is that there should be ethical rules of war. If a man just got engaged to a woman, he should be able to leave the battlefield for a year to go home and marry her and not have to fight. So this whole legal system, these judges, this legal code, it all is developed in Deuteronomy. It kind of helps us to understand why there's so many Jewish lawyers in the world. In, right, right, in, in, in Torah already, we have a really pretty sophisticated legal system. But underlying all of these very practical line-by-line -line rules is a spiritual principle that Deuteronomy 16 famously urges. Tzedek, tzedek, tirdof, lema'an tihieh. Justice, justice, you shall pursue, that you may live. Justice, justice, you shall pursue, that you may live. That every Jew, regardless of their role in society, whether you are the one coming before the judge or you are the judge, you should seek out justice. We've just entered the month of Elul on the Jewish calendar, which means that we are less than 30 days away from Rosh Hashanah from the Jewish New Year, which this year is September 4th, closer than some of us are willing to admit. And this theme of judgment and justice directly connects to the High Holidays. The liturgy, all of the prayers that we say on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, focus on the metaphor of God as a just and true judge. Rosh Hashanah in Hebrew is often called Yom Chadin, the Day of Judgment. But before we even approach that moment, before we sit down for a Rosh Hashanah dinner or attend services, we're supposed to take the time of Elul, of these next few weeks in August, to spiritually prepare ourselves to stand before the divine and our community. The process in Hebrew is called Heshbon Hanefesh. Heshbon is literally accounting. Like in modern Hebrew, it's like a CPA. Right? Cheshbon is literally to account for, and nefesh is soul. So you're, you're literally doing an accounting of the soul. You're adding up, in a metaphorical way, your soul. This is a time of evaluation. 
Not like a 360 at work type of evaluation or a grad school recommendation letter type of evaluation. It's a time when we judge ourselves as Jews and as human beings. I want to recognize that language can be complicated when we have this conversation. Being judgmental is like an insult now. Oh, she's so judgmental, right? And no one wants to pass judgment on anyone else, particularly not in the Bay Area, right? The image of an older man in a robe with a gavel does not hold the same aura of respect and majesty that it used to. It's hard for many of us to imagine a God as judge who hears our cases individually and meets out punishment. But I want us to try to get past all of that and to ask ourselves, who serves the role of judge in our lives? Who's allowed to say to us, you know, Carla, that's not okay. Who gets to push us and even sometimes tell us that there is such a thing as right and wrong and that we may have done wrong? In Kabbalah, in Jewish mysticism, there's this concept that God has multiple attributes. They're called sfirot, almost like personality traits that are in constant tension with each other. And the mystics teach that when God created the world in Genesis, God used a perfect combination of deen, of judgment, and chesed, loving kindness that there is this kind of magical, miraculous balance between God judging this is right and this is wrong, this is black and this is white, this is light and this is dark, and God just showering loving kindness, showering chesed onto the world and onto all the creatures that God created. This is the balance of Elul, of this month leading into the high holidays, that you not have too much deen, too much judgment, or too much chesed, too much loving kindness, but that you find some balance between the two. Our culture seems to be schizophrenic in its messages to us about self-understanding. On the one hand, we're supposed to constantly judge ourselves in order to work to become better versions of ourselves. We're supposed to exercise more, eat healthier, be more efficient, make more time for friends, dress better, be more ambitious or less aggressive. The list could go on for each of us depending on which magazine or blog or TV show you're watching at the time. Yet at the same time, we're supposed to just accept ourselves for who we are today with complete loving kindness. So we like to eat junk food and watch reality TV shows by ourselves. So we forget to return emails. So our attention span seems to have shortened to 60 seconds, right? Whatever it is, we're supposed to embrace it, love ourselves, and let go. And neither strategy feels particularly Jewish to me. It's either too much deen, it's too much judgment, or it's not enough chesed. Basically, there's not enough of a balance between the two forces. We're not meant to be overwhelmed by guilt, although Jews don't always realize that. We're not meant to be overwhelmed by guilt, paralyzed by some kind of perfectionism and self-loathing. But we're also meant to be real with ourselves. We're meant to overcome that ever-powerful denial, to find the space to look upon ourselves with compassion, but also with honesty. 
Elul, this month, offers us a structured, intense period of time to be self-critical in a healthy, productive way. To ask ourselves, where am I in my life? What do I want to be in the world? In what ways have I let my insecurities, my self-doubt stifle me? In what ways have I hardened my heart to the people around me? What relationship or relationships am I in that diminish my dignity? Have I let myself love? Have I let others love me? Have I caused pain? What potential do I have? Has this year been marked more by longing or by gratitude? By brokenness or by wholeness? Am I doing everything that I want to get to the place that I want to be? And if not, are there realistic ways that I can change? There's an early medieval teaching that every Jew should carry two sheets of paper in their pockets, right? On this, this pocket, the sheet of paper should say, I am but dust and ashes. And in the other pocket, the sheet should say, for my sake, the world was created. For the moments of arrogance, when we need humility, we say, I am but dust and ashes. And for the moments of despair, when we need confidence, you pull out the other sheet and read, for my sake, the world was created. That is the balance of Elul. That is how the Jewish tradition teaches us to judge ourselves with justice as we enter the high holidays. To recognize that we were made B'Tselem Elohim in the image of God, that we are holy, and to strengthen our connection to the fundamental elements of ourselves that define who we are. But also to inspire us to work to change. That there is something greater than ourselves that calls upon us to pursue justice in the world as individuals and as a community. So, your homework between now and the next second Friday of the month, which happens to be Kol Nidre, happens to be Yom Kippur, is to choose one way, I'm trying to be realistic, choose one way that we can prepare ourselves to stand before our community, before God, and ultimately before ourselves, and to study our reflection in the mirror that our tradition provides us. You can write in a journal, you can meditate, have a conversation with someone who cares about you, whatever works. It's not the important part. Block out 10 minutes a day or one long uninterrupted Saturday afternoon, whenever by yourself or with a friend or partner, but commit to some time to do cheshbon hanefesh, to account for your soul. I'm warning you now that it's going to feel a little artificial at first. Right? It may not be organic, natural, that thing that you immediately fall into, but sometimes we need structure for reflection or it never happens. Right? We say that we're going to take that time, but we don't, and we literally need to block it off on our calendars or commit to someone else that we know will hold us accountable. You can even email or Facebook me if that will help you to let me know when you've done it. You'll get a little rabbinic gold star. Right? Some of us still need gold stars in life to make us do things. 
But seriously, whatever, you know yourself, you know what makes you do things, even if you don't actually always see them through. So think about one way that you kind of in your mind are going to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to kind of listen to the rabbi this time. Why not? I've got between now and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur to take a little bit of time to just do a little bit of self-reflection and evaluation. The reality is that this process, this cycle of judgment and justice is really hard and it's lifelong. And our job is to keep engaging with it each year, year after year, with hope and determination. To struggle to find that balance between deen, between judgment and chesed, loving kindness, and to keep both notes in our pockets. My prayer for us as we enter Elul, as we begin the countdown to Rosh Hashanah, comes from the Hasidic master, Rav Nachman of Bratslav. Dear God, teach me to begin anew, to renew myself along with all of creation, just as you renew the entire world each day. Show me how I can break free of the constraints of my habits, the constraints of my insecurities, the shackles of my unwarranted fears. Teach me, dear God, to make a fresh start and to be free. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.